Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. This is August 2nd. This is your Fightful review of WWE Raw for August 2nd. Still battling a little bit of a voice issue. I guess Denise is going to have to talk more. Man, that's going to be so hard to make happen. Hi, Denise. Son, son, rub here, son. That's what you sound like. You sound like gender mom. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Body shame me, why don't you? That's what you're <laughs> doing. Body, you're, how am I body shaming you? I'm your body, your voice. You're body shaming my vocal cords, and I don't appreciate that. It's 2021. You need to stop that. You know what, Sean? Honestly, I, I could care less. I could care less. Guys, I want to hashtag cancel Denise Salcedo. No, hashtag oh. Shonky. No, you know, I don't like even know shonky, that. But now it's Shonky. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> uh, so, guys, I want you all to super chat that you want to cancel Denise, all cancel that Shonky. stuff. Uh, no, we're, we're not going to do that, but I, I don't appreciate that, Denise. I am – well, I used to be a uh, – I used to do some voiceover work, and now maybe I'll never get to do that again. Well, then and, you know what? Retire, Sean. Well, I might be forced to. I might Good. be like the Sean Michaels – I might be like the Sean Michaels of voice acting. I'll have to retire – before my time and um you know i i don't think that's fair to me but we're gonna be we're gonna be fair to the people at fightful we're gonna bring them their shows uh there was a lot of stuff that happened this weekend denise even completely separate of monday night raw jesus christ uh by the way people do want to cancel you never gonna happen but i I mean canceled this is one of those nights where we're going to get stuff like this. People saying, here's some money for watching Raw when I didn't want to. People saying, is it even worth watching when I get home? No, it's not. It's not worth you watching. I but, got so many tweets of that today, like more than I normally get about that. Yeah. And this this wasn't a good episode of Raw. It was in Chicago. A, a hot crowd for a little bit, but for the wrong things. People want to cancel Raw, not Denise. People Thank want to you. see the chat to cancel Raw. Well, WWE canceled Bray Wyatt. He got released, Denise. That was a shocker. Uh, FightfulSelect.com has a bunch of news up on this. Oh, by the way, Ric Flair got released today. Fightful and Wrestling Inc. broke the news of that. And then Wrestling Inc. also broke the news of Adam Cole's contract. We provided some more details on that. They just didn't know his deal was coming up, Denise, and then it did. And Adam Cole, being good guy Adam Cole, was like, "Mm, it's okay. I'll work for you through SummerSlam. Then we'll see where we're at. Wow. Sean, I feel like the major thing that 
I feel like I have to bring up is perception. The perception right now, based on all of the news surrounding WWE, does not look all of that great. You got people like Ric Flair asking to be released. You have oversight happening in people's contracts. It is not the first oversight, um, as you know, the thing, you know, what happened with Aleister Black previously and that whole situation. And now with Adam Cole and the oversight on that. And then obviously, you know, just the, the surprise of releasing somebody like Bray Wyatt, who everybody has been mentioning the fact that he is somebody that sells a lot of merchandise, uh, makes a lot of money on that. And I just think that right now, the perception of the company does not look that great and perception matters. And so I, I, I don't know what to hope for. I mean, I hope that uh, there's an end game in all of this. I, I don't know what that end game could be, but I just really hope that there is a sincere reasoning as to why this is all happening. But I don't think so because oversight is oversight and i just don't understand i don't understand that oh man um i mean this was a a wild weekend for that this is i mean you know rick flair he can go somewhere he can probably be merchandised and all that stuff and you probably make some money off of action figures video games stuff like that not a not a huge loss to wwe in that sense we've got more on that why he wanted out on fightfulselect.com please subscribe but uh, it is it is telling when a seventy-something-year-old man that has not been on TV in four months is like, "No, your booking is so bad. I don't want to get paid to do nothing." That's <sighs> mind-boggling. I'm honestly, part of me was thinking, like you mentioned the fact, you know, Ric Flair's age, he's not young anymore. We all know that. Part of me is even glad that they even gave him this release because they could have easily been like, you know what? No, you're stuck here with us for, you know, however much longer he had on his contract. I don't know. But the point, I am at least happy that... He got granted his release because if not, to be honest, it'd be something shitty, especially given his age. And like if obviously he can still do certain things, you know, obviously definitely a lot stronger on the microphone. I'm not expecting any uh, matches from Ric Flair, but I'm definitely I just feel like if he feels he has something to offer, let him go offer it wherever he chooses to to have that be. He's Ric Flair. Yep. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'll have a few options, so to speak. Uh, guys, if you are watching this video, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Tap that bell for notification. I dropped an interview with uh, Roderick Strong today. It is a good one. We talk a little bit about his MMA training, Diamond Mine, Undisputed Era, Wrestling Kurt Angle, War Games, a lot of cool stuff like that. Get your super chats in. It'll get your question or statement right on the air. We might have a format change of that soon where we're thinking it over, but let's go ahead and get to some of these. Uh Valab says your impression sounds more like Sean Waltman. I love Sean. <laughs> Maybe and, that's why I'm probably good at it. <laughs> yeah. Adam Blamplate says Raw has two meanings now. Rematches all week and really awful writing. There were some some non-rematches, but the fact that you know, there were just constant rematches all night, like three or four of them, really overshadowed that. We had a, what I thought was a great super chat somebody sent. It was 813 Car Guy. He said, guys, I'm still trying to find episode uh, tonight's episode of Raw. It has today's date, but it has last week's matches. That happened to me two times. I think I tweeted about that where I was watching the same Raw from the previous week. And I didn't realize it was the it was the one Raw where Triple H came out and he had that whole disappearing thing. It was that Raw that I accidentally watched like at least the first 20 minutes of it 
were exactly the exact same episode. And, and here's the mood. Justin Lopez says tonight's Raw felt like them saying F it. They're four, they're four shows in coming to the arena in the next few weeks. They don't really need to try. This is why I didn't buy it. This is why I didn't buy when I was told they're saving it for when fans come back. That they've ran out of debuts and returns. Like, But Sean, it's left. also like two different types of fuck it. I feel like there's fuck it. Let's just do the exact same thing, which we saw a lot of. And then there's the fuck it. We're just going to make bad decisions. I feel today was the effort. We're just going to make bad decisions because there's been shows, like you mentioned, with a lot heavier uh, rematches. Uh, and that wasn't even that was to me, that wasn't even the biggest issue for tonight to tonight's issues was really just the fact that a lot of the decisions that were made were just kind of like, all right, but why shout out to you censoring your third F bomb after you dropped two of them. I know. Uh, Joe says, uh, that wasn't the only, uh, only the worst wrestling show I've ever watched. It was the worst TV show I've ever watched. I've seen, I've seen worse raws. At least it ended on a good note. I thought, but, um, it's it's just not a good show. It's not a good show every single every single week. It's not. Um, Jason says I officially gave up on Raw and SmackDown this week. I can't do it anymore. I'll be focusing on AEW, Impact, NXT, ROH, and MLW moving forward. We get a lot of this. Like people are just tuning out of Monday Night Raw, but like our viewership numbers, ours are higher than they've ever been. So there is some sort of interest in like. Well, I hope they eventually tell me this show is good so I can watch again. Sean, if we ever cancel the Raw post show, you're going to have to find another spot for me, FYI. You're going to have to boot out Jeremy Lambert or something because I'm going to need a spot here. Uh, He's already getting booted out of Fridays. Oh, sorry, Of his own own volition. It was a Jeremy call. More on that coming soon. But yes, we will have an AEW (laughs) Rampage uh, Smackdown review coming very soon. Uh, Dakota Ham says, subscribe to Fightful Select yesterday. You and Denise do great work. Uh, we do. Uh, Fightful Select, breaking all kinds of news. We appreciate you so much. Uh, Flim Flam says he's a big fan of the show, this show, not Raw. And here's another one. After all the chance, I can see Vince being like, well, back to the Thunderdome, pal. It's like his wet dream. So they laid some audio over some certain spots tonight. We're going to go ahead and talk about that. It happened in Drew McIntyre's entrance. I was told by someone in WWE that it was like some sort of um, like like production error. It wasn't necessarily them trying to lay audio over it. At least that's the line I was given. It you think was, they just accidentally played like the wrong clip? It was like a commercial or something like that. But I, I've got to follow up some more on that. That information came in kind of fast and furious on me. But Denise, it was very clear, CM Punk chance, we want Wyatt chance. They were trying to get rid of those. So I kind of felt bad because there was, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but there were several talent, a couple of talent that got thrown off today. One of them did get thrown off just a tad bit in regards to the CM Punk chance, and that was Damian Priest. He kind of didn't really know how to react to the CM Punk chance, and I kind of felt like for the most part, the crowd was trying to get into the show. But if you notice, the CM Punk chance happened 
not at the good parts of the show, but like the boring parts of the show, the parts where the people were like, we don't want to see this. That is when you get the CM Punk chance. And for me, like if I'm planning a show in Chicago and you already know you're going to be getting the CM Punk chance, I would do everything in my power to make sure that this crowd was absolutely entertained so that they, I could never give them a reason to do the CM Punk chance. And yeah, if you notice that, come on. And we heard it during the, uh, during the handicap match. We heard it during the women match we heard it at least like five different times throughout this show i mean we got people saying they skipped raw to watch stardom uh we've got uh somebody saying that that aw dark was more entertaining on youtube than raw just wish they would improve their product i mean there, there are a lot of people that are just not thrilled uh cj says I'm glad I didn't spend this watching Raw. It's my birthday. Curious to how Chicago responded to most of it. They wanted to like it. I think Chicago wanted to like it. And I mean, if this isn't an indication of the product, you got Joe saying, I'll be in Vegas for the Pacquiao-Spence fight, not for SummerSlam. Oh, man. And I'm excited for SummerSlam. And I know people are going to be like, why the hell are you excited, Denise? I'm excited. Like, I can't help it. I'm still excited for the show. But it's just like a lot of the things that went down tonight, I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm just, at this point, I expect good pay-per-views, and that's about it. Kate wants us to pipe in crowd noise whenever Oliver appears. You don't need to. You don't need to. Um, it's, It's already there. Dodger Ryan saying that he'll only watch NXT and pay-per-views at this point. We're back to that point to where you just watch the pay-per-views, and I don't disagree with him. Uh, Ryan says he only watched it for the CM Punk chance. Is that bad? Some people <laughs> I mean, want to watch the world burn. I don't like the CM Punk chance, but eh. I think it was more of like the curiosity of when they would do it. Uh, we Again, we all knew that they were going to happen. And it just kind of means it, it kind of hits differently right now because of everything else that's going on outside of WWE. Sean, as you should know, since you you broke the news. And I mean, so uh, the CM Punk chance just they uh, they hit differently this time. I had a bunch of people on Twitter basically saying like, oh, are you sh-? Well, like, what else were you expecting? And I'm like, I was expecting the CM Punk chance. They just feel differently right now yeah. because it's Kind of like we're all sort of just, you know, waiting for that big moment when he actually debuts on AEW. Uh, we're going to get to a lot of these super chats. More people are interested in talking about how they didn't watch the show and about the the peripheral news. Uh, Nerd Guru says Adam Cole had a banner month in November 2019, and they just forgot his contract is up. How? He would have been a 24-7 geek for Vince in a month. Yeah, for all the people that are saying, oh, well, he needs a call-up. No, he doesn't need a call-up. I don't trust his booking with Vince McMahon. Uh, C, Lee, Keith, and Cross Carrion tonight. Sean, I have a question for you. So we saw the oversight on Aleister Black's contract. We saw the oversight now on Adam Cole's contract. Are they, do you know if they are going and at least making the rounds to look at the yes. contracts of their talent right now on both rosters? Yeah, heads rolled over these two situations, big time. There, there, were, there was some turnover as a result of these. I, I mean... Guys, go go back and look at when me and Dave Meltzer tweeted that Canyon Seaman was out of WWE, and then WWE was like, whoa, 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 no, he's not. Then go and look at when they realized, oh, Adam Cole's contract is up in two days. What are we going to do? And fortunately, it was Adam Cole. They're lucky it was Adam Cole because he's known as one of the great guys in the business, and he's got a sense of loyalty to Shawn Michaels and Triple H, so... Oh boy, that was that was messy. That was very very messy. Chris Rain's saying he only watches the review show to support us and stopped watching 
Raw months ago. Feeling Dreepy says WWE are waiting until insert dumb excuse here. We hear it all the time. Thank you, Keith Ellis. Somebody asking why they aren't bringing Becky Lynch back. She's going to come back. They want her back. It's just a matter of when she comes back. But Brandon Charles Powell brought up a good point. Didn't they forget that The Rock's contract expired? They did. But that was like that was like 17 years ago. Like things didn't happen like that for a very, very long time. Um, that that just it just wasn't something that that happened often. So it is now. It is now. And the nerd guru's pointing out the CM Punk. We want Wyatt. We want Becky. We want refunds. Chance. It's not a good look, Denise. No, it's not. And again, I'm going to say this about a thousand times perception, and it's just not good right now. And I just feel like, I feel like, you who, I almost feel like at this point, I don't even know where to post the blame at because it just feels Vince. like, Vince. I mean, yeah, obviously. Vince and Vince. the people that sign off on, on those decisions. Being the yes person all the time. I just don't get how nobody can be like, let's, I don't know. I just can't imagine saying yes to everything. I can't. I can't imagine it. Brian F says, "Whose fault does Vince think this is?" There's always a scapegoat. Look, there's always a scapegoat. Heyman, Bischoff. It'll be Pritchard eventually. There's always a scapegoat. Mark Carano, Johnny Ace, whoever it is at the time. Right Jim now, Ross- you think it's Triple H essentially because of the the yeah. S losing to AEW. Yeah, Jim Ross a bunch of times. I wouldn't surprise me if it was Triple H. I, I don't want anybody to run with that and say that I'm. I'm reporting that, That's but I'm, I'm, that, was, yeah. that was a theory. Sure, sure, but you, know, you know how the internet is. Uh, but yeah, uh, Nikhil says is Charlotte in danger of being let go? No, I would be shocked. Rob says he only covered Raw tonight for the CM Punk chance. Big thank you to Rob for stepping That's up. Two already that we've ever been bringing up the CM. <laughs> well, Punk he, he covered the show for us. Yeah, tonight. I he know. Was covered but it still, anyway. two things though already. Uh, thank you for the subscription, Poe. We appreciate that. Uh, the Fightful Select love. Denise, did you enjoy PWG last night? I did. I had a really nice time. And I don't think I had ever been to the Globe Theater. I haven't. I had not been to a PWG event in a long time because I stopped being able to afford the tickets for a very long time. Yes. And so it felt very exciting to kind of like be there in the audience and like catch up with so many people. And I had really good seats too, which was really nice. And it was just a good time to kind of like, I don't know, just be there, be at an event. But I was, but I did wear my mask, FYI, because we had a mask mandate and it was like, you know, closed indoors and all of that. Yeah, I'm going to be wearing one everywhere, man. People, people getting wild again. Not liking it. Not liking it. Uh, eventually, we are going to get to covering this show, guys, but you guys seem more excited to talk about just other stuff. Um, <laughs> Anything but <laughs> Ronald says would have loved events would have bought rights of cult of personality tonight and started the show out with that. He, I mean, it would have cost him a lot of money to buy the exclusive rights to that. Even if he licensed it, um, there would have to be an advance payment for exclusive licensing. Jeffrey says he's almost at the point. I watch you instead of raw, do it. You'll be way happier. Our show is way better. And some stupid punk says he hasn't watched WWE in over five years. And Vincent Millage says, didn't Vince say they make movies? Why not make some original movies for Peacock when they say, or when they had Bray? All I can say about that is stay tuned to Fightful Select. I am talking to somebody. I've heard some stuff. I'm talking to somebody. Oh, that's a tease, Sean. It is a tease. I, and Does it I have hate- to do with anything of what that person just wrote, or is it just specifically to Bray, or specifically to what the person brought up with the it's, film? It's a little more. It's a little more vague, but I've heard okay. some stuff that is, 
where wheels could have possibly been in motion soon. Okay. Blue Chew Dudley said he's in Florida for vacation and go, is going to his first dynamite at, at Daly's Place. Daly's Place is a beautiful venue. It he is said such he's not going to get the nachos. Don't, don't get nachos. Don't. don't do it. See, we're helping don't. the people here. Uh, <laughs> some stupid punk says, what the ever-loving Fraggle Rock is happening with Vincent Creative? Ultimately, it falls on the one person making the decision. It always falls on that. And Drew says, I don't think they care anymore. They can add audio after the fact for Peacock and book however they want. They keep getting billion-dollar contracts. Nothing will change. It's all about the money. It is all about the money. They are not – I don't even think they're an entertainment company. They are a content creation company, Denise. And right now, obviously, with those TV contracts, that makes them bulletproof. But who knows what the story, what who knows what conversation we're going to be having down the line in a couple of years after that. I mean – I just don't know anymore. But right now, at least they're good on that end. But I just feel like people are going to start seeing what possibilities you can have, especially when you don't necessarily have to be uh, tied down. You know, the, the whole topic of, you know, the forbidden door and the possibilities of what can happen if you you go other directions other places and also what you can do even if you are you know a talent with a certain promotion you can still you know go run a youtube channel start a podcast i don't know do what you want uh, people are going to start seeing those perks and you know yeah. we see a lot of you know a lot of people that are like they go to wwe because it was their dream that's like how they grew up and they wanted to be there uh who knows what the future is going to look like and how many people are going to say like i just grew up a wwe fan and you know i want to be working for the company. So it's going to be different down the road. Oh man. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's very uh, interesting how, how like people are just so dead set on not even talking about this show. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'd rather you cover you made that face right now. I was like, is he making that face at no, me? No, it's just, you had people... like, a, no, 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 oh, no, and no, I was not like, is my opinion terrible? Not, not at all. Not at all. Hold on. I was like, what but... did I say? That was wrong. But I mean, we're like 20 minutes in, and people are just like nobody's saying, "Hey, when are you all getting to the review?" What did you have for lunch today? I can't even remember. I think I had Mexican food. I think I had a fajita. I can't remember. (laughs) Uh, Fact Channel says, "Give me Cody Rhodes versus Ric Flair." Tim says he only watched for the Bray and Punk chance rematch. City Wednesday can't come soon enough. G says Raw made me regret about my SummerSlam ticket. No, I don't think so. I think the SummerSlam is going to be good. Johan says someone like Triple H needs to do something about the standard dropping behind the scenes. He can't do anything, buddy. He can't, my friend. I only watch SmackDown at this point is what Stone Cold 10X says. Keith Ellis says, my question on the last Super Chat, from your conversations with wrestlers, do they trust Triple H or do they know that Vince is the problem? Once they get called up, you are no longer considered one of Triple H's kids. I said that. I think it might have been. Okay, I don't want to out the person, but I, I... when they were booked kind of bad on Raw a while back, I was like, I mean, he'll take care of you, right? You're one of his kids. And they said, nope, not once you get called up. Not once you get called up. That's kind of scary because you would yeah. think like if anybody can make sure that you're protected, it'd be Triple H. So that is kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, Punk Rocks and Soda says it blows my mind that a company within an industry that is fueled by fan support and interaction is so insistent, insistent to completely ignore them. And that that ties into Rob Reed saying that Kevin Dunn was working overtime on the soundboard. Ace One Deuce saying the pipe, the piped in crowd noise was ridiculous. Definitely heard it a lot during the main event. 
it's Cyclops saying, I don't know why the crowd was mad. They know raw is bad. Brandon Charles Powell sounds like my bowl of chocolate ice cream was better than raw. Yeah, it probably was chocolate ice cream. Delicious, but it's just, Oh man, they got to know it's bad. They got to know it's bad at this point, but uh, we, we do have to cover it. We do have to cover it. Uh, Bobby Lashley came out. He and we're MVP on the first segment. I mean, we yeah, we're not even on the first segment. Uh, we're not even on the first segment. Uh, so yeah, we will have to institute some super chat policies next week. We got people sending in like 32 cent super chats on here. So <laughs> we are going to have to change that a little bit. Um, <laughs> Sean, every penny counts. Okay. It does. It does. But I mean, come on now. Um, and we even got people saying support Denise. Come on. Oh, okay. So all of a sudden, because the 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 the, the super chats are in favor of me, all of a sudden the people's muted. Some stupid punk says Sean Netflix voiceover is super easy. Don't worry. Not I unmuted myself, sucker. Okay, so Goldberg comes out and he says some stuff about. I just don't care. I just don't care about Bill Goldberg. I'm sorry. Like, what am I supposed to do? Say, say all the drivel that Bill Goldberg just said. Like, it was pointless. And they were chanting, "We want Wyatt during the damn thing." Okay, uh, that's... you don't care about Bill versus Bob. No, Sean, how dare you? Oh. Um, I do. I I kind of did feel the promo that Goldberg cut was really just to kind of let everybody know why he was even challenging him. It was just a bunch of I'm Goldberg, I'm Goldberg, that sort of thing. So there really wasn't much other than that to it. What I think is dumb is why did they essentially have Bobby Lashley wait like 50 years to respond? They could have done it all in this one segment. I didn't like that we had to wait. And I'm pretty sure that was the exact same thing Goldberg already said when he, when he came back. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we heard the exact same thing. And so I just kind of felt like they should have just done it all in one segment. And when the crowd was chanting, we want Wyatt for a second, I was like, okay, I didn't hear Wyatt. I probably heard wrong. And I, you know, I asked the people and everybody's like, yeah, it was definitely um, Bray Wyatt. And I was just like, oh God, I I was thinking we were going to get more of those throughout the night. Uh, They showed Bill Goldberg's son MVP sort of taunted him. Now this is the same kid that Goldberg was bringing in the ring a few years ago. Uh, he's he's a teenager now. He's like 15, 16. We had a super chat from Santos saying he thinks Goldberg's son has WWE written all over him. And Daniel R says, Goldberg is boring. Think about the people they've released that could fight Lashley at SummerSlam, let alone the talent on the roster. Well, he signed two matches a year through 2023, so we're going to keep seeing him. It's just, Denise, I'm ready for this to no longer be Bill Goldberg in a title match. I do want to put over his son for a second because you know what? Kid looked good out there. Sean, what's wrong with you? He, he I mean, looks good out there. Uh, honestly. Doing what? He was just, he, okay, let's be real. Okay. Standing? No, hold a second. Oh, come on. He's a little boy. Let's be nice here. Stood at ringside. Hold on. Let me give you my reasonings as to why, okay? First of all, obviously he didn't have much to do, but you know what? I saw him looking a lot tougher than I've ever seen Dominic look. So you know what? I'm sorry. I I got to give credit to, to his son right there. He looked about it. He looked about as excited as I looked in the front row of Slammiversary. There ain't nothing special to just him standing there. I mean, nothing against the kid. What was he going to do? That was his role to do. What's so impressive about it? He just stood there. I liked it. I thought it was fine. 
fine. He just stood there. How he could he not him do down. fine? He scared him down. He wasn't intimidated. Oh. I thought it was fine. Come on. Like, no offense. There's a lot of kids that age that would not have been able to keep their composure like that. You know what? Kudos to him. Don't be mean, Sean. I'm not being mean. Hashtag, there was no- don't be mean. Let's mute Denise again. He did nothing. Roxas Vanitas says, how's Goldberg not been released for budget cuts? I don't like doing that shit, guys. I appreciate the super chat, but me not liking Goldberg as a character doesn't mean I don't want the guy to have a job or get paid or anything like that. I'm I'm completely fine with, with that. I don't want to like. I don't believe you, Sean. You're just. No, that, no that, that shit ain't cool. I don't like that stuff. <laughs> Daniel says, it's fine. Goldberg has two matches. No title shots. And Ralph says Bill versus Bob sounds like two guys from the suburbs. I said that. I said that. I was literally saying the same thing. It sounds like Bill versus Bob are going to get down at the the next neighborhood barbecue. Oh, yeah. He says battling to see who has the best front yard. Yeah. I think Goldberg would have the better front yard. I think he would. I don't think Lashley's home enough. Lashley's traveling. He's jet set and he's doing all kinds of stuff. Here's the thing, though. He looks like he's got people, though. Bobby Lashley, sure. he what? seems like a very stylish guy. Okay. So he would have Here. a nice front front yard. Hear me out. I went to Denver and the surrounding area last week. That's where he lives now. Nobody mows their lawn out there. So they and they got like, they, like nobody mows their lawn. So and there's ugly? like nine different. Yeah. There's like nine <laughs> different kinds of grasses in everybody's lawn. <laughs> People from Colorado, back me up. You know it's true. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's beautiful. But happy birthday to Rachel Buck. She says it's her 35th birthday. Happy birthday to you. And uh, Cyclops says Goldberg has only two fans, Denise and his son. Oh, uh, come on. Y'all are mean. Bill I'm, versus I'm Bob. the nicest person here on Fightful. Bill versus Bob sounds like Easter. <laughs> I like how you whispered that. Uh, I can't do much else. We've got other super chats. DKC says he hasn't watched a rest, weekly wrestling show since 2016 and 24, 2004 before that. He's never been addicted to wrestling more now, though, and it's all AEW. He watched this show just to see the wreck. I told I mean, you people just wanted to see what was going to happen. You know, it's, it's, it's been a disaster. It's funny when I like point to declining WWE viewership and people say, oh, viewership's down across all TV. And I'm like, no, AEW's not. I was like, how... How from December 2019 have they increased viewership and WWE has lost viewership? Sa- or SAS says uh, at this point, SmackDown feels like its own wrestling promotion. It, it, I think it does they exist all separately. Do, we have to separate NXT from what's going on on Raw and SmackDown. I feel like we have to separate them all at this point. Separate universes. Yeah, and people are super chatting about literally anything but the show. James so, saying on you're essentially doing what WWE is doing. You're not listening to what the people want. That's what I'm doing. I'm reading the goddamn super chat, Denise. What do you expect from me? James Barrow says he argued with other wrestling fans today at work who continually defend and praise McMahon and WWE. I just don't understand it. I've never ran into one of those people in person. I've just experienced them online. Much like people who send these type of messages. Uh, apparently, like so, apparently all somebody's got to do to impress the niece is stand around with a face. Okay. Have you ever tried just doing nothing with all eyes on you and cameras on you? Do you have any idea how incredibly hard that is? Yeah. The last five years of my life. You're like, you're like, I forgot. What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my face? Got to compose my breathing. It happened, Sean. Flow pro says Goldberg's son versus hook hook is 
Hook is an adult. It wouldn't be nice. How old is Hook? I don't even He's think I know. His early twenties. His early twenties, I think. Oh, I think. I thought he was a lot younger. A than five that. star stand for the kid. Amazing. I do rate his stand five stars. Okay. Amazing. He has Amazing. a fan. I'm starting the fan club. Okay. Oh, we're. I mean, we're getting behind on super chats because so people are so excited to say that they wish that USA and Fox would forget to renew their contracts with WWE. Oh, that's and mean. <laughs> Drew Lytle says that. WWE needs to use their old legend properly. Butcher him with a pizza cutter before a major pizza sponsor commercial. That's how you use a veteran. Uh, I mean, some people liked it. That's that's all I can say. But I, we we got to talk more about Raw. Drew defeated Veer and Shanky via DQ. Um, the the thing I'll say about this is allegedly Jinder Mahal got some great heat. I just don't know if it was real or not. I would like to hear from somebody in the venue. It seemed like it was real. It seemed like he got real chance, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they were real because of all the stuff that was laid in there. I don't know. It might've just been like, we're irritated from this type of heat. Um, All I can say is like heading into SummerSlam, this was not the storyline that I envisioned drew mcintyre doing heading into you know what they're building is going to be like the biggest event you know that they've had in a while due to covid i i just i'm sorry but this was terrible i do not want to see shanky and veer versus uh drew mcintyre and like i i i hate to say it but i just find shanky to be the most boring big man that i've ever seen i mean he makes a lot look like Rey Mysterio, okay? And that's not a shot at Omas. I'm just trying to point out how bad Shanky is. And I feel bad. I'm sure he's really nice in person and all of that, but just I find him so boring as a big guy. Like, come on. Like, you're huge. Impress me with your size. I'm easily bought. Uh, And it just wasn't working here. I'm sorry. Impress Denise with your size. You heard it here. Denise Juicy Salcedo. Aw, God damn it. You know what message that's going to send to people? It's going to send the wrong I mean, message. Norm Summers said all that he needs is is a is a vengeful dong lord and a juicy salcedo. I mean, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I appreciate you, Norm. Days no more without people spreading the word. Oh, man. Although I did break Luke Owen it's, with that. It was it was great. I was watching live when it happened. But um, the Drew Sword thing, like I said, like this is what they're making this feud about when there's so much to play off of. And now it's like, 
oh no, don't talk about our prior friendship and all the history we had together. He tried to murder me with a sword. Did you see my tweet, by the way? No, I didn't. He almost got shanked. Clever, clever. And this, this was the segment where the audio was dubbed over and it, you could hear them either referring to uh, Ric Flair or John Cena. And they said 16 time world champion. Volob says drew entrance. Drew's entrance was dubbed over. You could hear it. That got a lot of buzz negatively. Denise. Um, I it's didn't not a good look. First time I saw your tweet and I told people to tag me and before I knew it, it was everywhere's video. Yeah. And then I got like a pretty good like link to it. Thank you so much, Joe Pearl. And then I essentially heard it and it was crystal clear. So yeah, it, it, it was not that great. And then we had some back and forth with the, these guys like Drew and gender and individual promos. It's just, they, they took like the least interesting path period way less interesting than impressing Denise with your size. Juicy Salcedo is in the house. It's like big guys that can move. Look, we're, we're getting these sympathy super chats. People saying like, like they're acting like we're in the military or something, Denise. They're like, thank you for your service. <laughs> and I mean. Just here doing, you know, the hard work for we're everybody. Just, we're just protecting and serving guys. That's what we're here for. We should get 10% off now when we go to IHOP. Yeah. B. Barber says. I would like to thank you both for your hard work. From now on, I'll watch your review and follow your tweets for updates. After 35 years, I can no longer watch this shit. It's too awful. Well, we appreciate your super chat. We appreciate Ralph saying, Sean, are you sure you have to talk about Raw? Give the people what they want. Talk about anything else. Okay, I will. Aaron says, I want to put this idea out here. I'd love to see uh, SRS host a roundtable at StarCast or something like that with other wrestling journalists to talk about wrestling media. Um, I got approached to host a round table at an upcoming convention. I can't say which one I can't say what it's about, but I'm weighing it. Uh, I legitimately had to tell them, Hey, I can't talk right now. I would like to see if I can talk and then we'll, we'll see, but do it, Sean. I would do like it. to, I would like to, I like those people. Cyclops says, I'd rather clean my pet turtle tank than much raw. <laughs> And, and we got people saying they should have had Lashley and Cena again. No, I like Cena and Reigns. I think that's the biggest, the biggest match they could do. Uh, and we got forward to that. There are people that are in disbelief of Goldberg's contract, like two years through 2023, says Sean Blanford. And there are so many people still chatting about Bray and Punk. Cody Erickson says he came back because of Bray when Punk left. Uh, Ken Shiro says people bought tickets such a chance for Punk. Well, maybe WWE should have put in a, a good show and they wouldn't have re- uh, cheered for a retired wrestler. Alicia Ellis asking me if there's any truth to the networks being upset over Wyatt's release. I'm sure they're not thrilled. Um, I'm sure they're not thrilled. A budget cut for somebody who makes your company money. Let me tell you, that doesn't make any sense because quite frankly, like me and Denise will joke about like her getting raises and stuff. I know she's worth that. And quite frankly, if somebody on our platform is worth more than what they cost, they're, they're probably going to be sticking around. Because so those, should I ask for more money then, Sean? Is that no, what you're telling me here? Because I'm no, reading the lines here. You literally tweeted an email of me granting you a bonus and tried to use it to burn on me. You're <laughs> muted. Uh, Roxas Vanita says, I'm sorry, Sean. Just mad about Bray. Matt Black says, Denise and Sean in a staring contest. Go. I would if we weren't already 37 minutes into this show without covering 
more than one match. Denise, what could you possibly have to say that could hold us up even more? I just want to say that you're mad that I tweeted out an email that you sent to try to burn to try to burn you when you told all the members of the media when I went to go get my shitty nachos at Daly's place that oh, you got I you got some go you got some stuff. shit all right you went okay? and get some shit all right all the members of the media you and better, you told everybody that you and better you hope got a few mad things I posted a silly screenshot yeah, yeah. You better hope a couple things. One, I don't get credentialed for AEW. That's what you better hope. Or two, there's another lockdown because I'll make it a lot worse next time. Sean oh. says, Juicy Salcedo likes big guys who can move. My Yeah, God. and you know so Juicy my Salcedo dog. taking massive juicy dumps. Look at that. Dear big Lord. Ones. Big ones. So uh, Red Panda says, three years WWE free since they canceled Talking Smack with Renee. Between Fightful and WrestleTalk, I'm not missing anything. You're not. Harsh Deep says, starting my PhD this week, you have no idea how much you all have helped me in this last anxiety-filled year. Sending my love your way is sincere. Thank you. I appreciate that more than anything. When when people say that, that uh, it makes me it does make me happy that you you dealt with anxiety. But you know, and Sean Blanford says, I'm just here trying to get Denise overtime. Jonathan <laughs> Hedman says, there are times I'd rather be janitor at the adult bookstore than watch Raw. That could be a fun gig. Do what you love. <laughs> that doesn't sound too terrible. Do what you Wait, love. Actually, no, that could be terrible. Never mind. It could be terrible. You never know. I mean, you never know. Um, Ian says, here's a small positive. The women, Rhea and Nia, the main event were the most enjoyable parts of the show for me. Good visual with Nia's cut. Let's talk about that match. Um, Rhea Ripley gets a win with a sort of distraction roll up. Nia got busted open during this match. It was a good visual. I mean, quite frankly, we don't see her busted open much. Uh, but there's a bit of argument between Nia and Shayna after the match, and Rhea comes in and hits uh, Shayna with the Riptide, which begs the question, Denise, why didn't she just win the match with that instead of a roll-up pin? Oh, I didn't like how the Riptide looked. Uh, I just didn't like how it looked. I know it was impressive because everybody was like, oh, is she going to be able on to Rhea. It? But it just, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I didn't yeah. think that they should have done it because it just didn't look as cool as I think they were hoping it would. Uh, with that being said, I thought this match was all right. But here's my question, though, is that they spent quite a while building up Naya, and I'm not even sure what the payoff was. I mean, they There's had never, the whole thing on. with her and Tamina. I know, right? But for the sake of an argument, you know, they had the whole thing with Tamina and her, but that never really, I guess you can say completely culminated into something where I'm like, yeah, this is exactly why they kept Nia strong. I don't see it. Um, I did didn't you, really, did you see what it was that cracked Nia open? Cause I didn't get a no, good look at it. I didn't get that either because all of a sudden, cause I actually saw the blood first on um, uh, Rhea's, Rhea's, arm. Rhea's arm and I noticed that. And then afterwards I looked at uh, Nia's face and then she just had it everywhere. And I thought, where, what the hell did I miss? It kind of looked like maybe she had been bleeding. I'm assuming cause she was bleeding a lot. Cause at first I'm telling you, I thought it was Rhea that was bleeding. And then that's when I realized it wasn't her. G says that raw is like the missionary position. Yeah, it is. Rhea Ripley should have won straight up, clean. They're not doing anything with Nia right now. Just beat beat her straight up. Beat her straight up. People are even sending super chats about SmackDown. It says he yeah. hopes he gets Bal. Hope Balor gets angry at Cena for stealing his match and doesn't just shrug it off, waiting on Sean to reclaim his trophy. If you mean Quizlemania, man, I, I might have to retire. I don't know. I don't You're know. retiring? I don't know. Maybe. My my voice isn't here. I, three hours, Denise. 
Just don't do a false retirement, man, where you say you're retiring and then you come back. I might. August 3 says, after Bray's firing, I wish I didn't see any segment with Alexa this week, even if it was taped. It felt tactless given me uh, to me, given the character's origin. Well, I actually did enjoy the uh, Tamina Dewdrop match. It was really physical. It was not long. Uh, there was a good elbow drop from Dewdrop. I thought she had a good-looking one. Um, Tamina got the win. I guess it's not a surprise. Natalia's hurt. She just had surgery. So Tamina's carrying both titles. Quite frankly, I wouldn't put it past WWE to just have her carry around those two titles for two months and there be no title defenses because normally I'm like, oh, you got to speed up this division, Denise. They don't have any teams. They're not hurting anything by just putting these on the shelf for a while. All right, so I felt completely opposite of what you did. I did not like this match. I I felt that Tamina did her very best. And sadly, I think this is already two weeks in a row where Dewdrop has not looked good in the ring whatsoever. She looked lost during this match. The finish was weird. And I just think that if Dewdrop is supposed to be getting over right now, I don't think she is. Let me tell you, she didn't look lost when she was putting the boots to Alexa Bliss. She kicked Alexa Bliss hard backstage. But that's not what we're, we're here to talk about. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Lily sitting up like she's the goddamn Undertaker. And like it, in this stupid way, it's charming because I'm like, how stupid can it possibly get? Um, and I mean, we got people sending us hazard pay. Said so much news. I feel lately, I feel like a WrestleMania going, main eventer going to AEW practically got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been the craziest two weeks of news I have ever experienced in my eleven year career. But well, it was like last night was like the whole like Mal- like last night was like the whole Malachi Black thing, AW thing, and then I saw the Adam Cole news last night, and then I woke up this morning and saw the Ric Flair news, and now it's just like coming things coming at all times. <laughs> Ric Flair asking for his release is like the sixth or seventh biggest story over the last two weeks. It is completely nuts. So uh, what did you think of this Lily thing? (laughs) Well, I just kind of was all I wrote down on my notes was uh, two grown ass women attacking another grown ass woman with a doll in a playground. That's like the best way that I can describe this. I mean, if they're going to do this Lily thing and they might as well do these little funny her, you know, getting back up. That was I guess it was what it was. If you have a sense of humor, you might have laughed. I don't know. It depends on your sense of humor. I have really no idea. It was what it was. I don't know. It just feels- I mean, part of me feels guilty when we say that, but I mean, we put in more effort in reviewing this than they do booking it. Not not more effort than these performers put in. I don't want that to be misconstrued. I respect every single one of these performers and the effort that they got to give to to make this doofy shit, this stupid shit as best they can. It's just not good, Denise. Well, that's the other thing I wanted to add is that I feel bad that Alexa's getting all this hate. She doesn't deserve this hate. Yeah, she came out here and she did, you know, obviously what was already, you know, inspired by The Fiend and all of that. But she has a job to do. I just think that her coming out and doing her job, she should not be getting hate for that. I'm sorry. I completely disagree with whoever says that she shouldn't be on the show today. Brother Hero says, after SummerSlam, I'm done watching WWE. Mr. Thrifty and Juicy Dump Salcedo will have to say it was worth the watch. It's funny, Denise. 11 years ago, that's like how I got my start wrestling writing. I was so disenfranchised by the WWE product. I was writing a column for Bill After that's like, 
if this doesn't get me hooked by WrestleMania, I might just stop watching because I was so into MMA at the time. Now, what would the world have been like? Oh, it would have been terrible. It would have been terrible. But at that time, MMA was white hot. Now I consider the AEW product white hot. And I love the business of wrestling news far too much to even consider not watching wrestling. And like I said, I'd rather cover shitty wrestling than do anything else. Negan Mox says, can't wait for Alexa to suddenly one day go back to normal with no explanation. Since Bray is gone, there's no way to pay her off and change her back. They I mean, can, I, I don't know what they're going to come up with, but they got to do something at this point because there doesn't seem to be a purpose with her doing this. I, I'll never forget after WrestleMania and after that Wyatt Orton finish, I reached out to people and I was given like a profanity filled response, not towards me, towards oh, the booking. Okay. That's like, and this person said, at no fucking point was there ever a fucking end game, ever any fucking creative direction. It was, and that's, that's me, that's fun. me taming it. That's me taming it. That's oh. really scary because it was like their biggest show of the year and yeah. to get booed. And then that ended up being his last time, like his last match. And then in front of an audience, like, dang. Uh, Rob Wilkins says Miro Cena video, a bigger deal than this raw. Yikes. Yeah. It was good to see Miro and Cena reunited. Did you see that? I didn't see the video. When did that get um, posted? There was an NBA, uh, NBA journalist, Farbot actually, who tweeted it out. Oh yeah. I know and, Farbot. Yeah. And, um, he was on the the premiere red carpet of Suicide Squad, and John Cena's in his full outfit, and Miro's there, like dressed to go to a red carpet, and they hug. It, it's nice to see. It's good to wow. see, like, and that's how it is. There's there's no heat between AEW and WWE. Matthew Karen says starting started a new job and doing train modules while watching Raw. As bad as Raw was, it was well more entertaining. <laughs> and that's saying something, man. I feel, feel bad for you, dude. Uh, who is JTM says WDB building Bray for what one, two years is the fiend and then releasing him as like playing a video game and deleting the save file. What was the point? There was no point. I doubt there it. was no point. It was just terrible, terrible booking. It was miserable booking. Oh man. And we still got other super chats from people not talking about the show. Uh, it, we got Riven blade putting over AEW elevation, Darby and bear Bronson. Uh, like Luther and oh. Penta having a taunt off and stuff like that. Oh, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Bear Bronson, so I would have. To, I'm gonna have to watch that. Reggie beat Akira Tozawa. Um, <laughs> Did cool. you see my tweet on that? That's cool. That was I right. made a joke. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, and talk about it. Reginald, Reggie, Reggie won. He's he's interesting. I, I enjoy watching him. It's it's short. It's harmless. It's against a different opponent. I got nothing wrong with watching Reggie on a three hour show. Yeah, my joke was though that his reign as twenty four seven champion has been booked better than uh, the NXT champion on Raw. It got over. Just wanted to make the joke again. Thank you for no selling me, Sean. What do you think of Reggie's twenty four seven title run so far? Uh, like I said, it's been booked better than what they've been doing with Karrion Cross. But I, they, I like that they actually went and explained the whole, you know, him essentially pretending to be French to get, you know, his foot in the door and all of that. I did like that. They're yes. making use of what they can. He's like, him. I'm from St. Louis. Yeah. He's like, I'm not really French. Exactly. Exactly. So I do like that. I don't remember the last time I saw Akira Tozawa get an actual entrance on Raw. Like for a second, I was like, who's coming out? And so that's another thing. I I mean, I'm just glad, I guess, that they're utilizing him in a way that works for Reginald. 
Uh, Rob Reed says, forget Nick Cage using a pizza cutter. Drew McIntyre tried to kill three men with a sword. And Christopher Marino says, so nice to see the 24-7 champ booked better than the NXT champ. Speaking of, we got a rematch, Denise. We got a rematch. Keith Lee is amazing. I wish his booking was. But instead, after getting suplexed about nine times on his dome, he and Karrion Cross are both one and two in WWE since fans are back. One and two, Denise. There was no reaction for Karrion Cross, which was very unfortunate. Uh, there was more reaction for Keith Lee. Think about that. They didn't lay in stuff for Karrion Cross. They were laying in stuff for everybody else. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. Like, might as well at least, like, give them some piped-in crowd noise. Do something at this point, you know? It, it, it just – I don't get why this match was done in the first place last week, why it was done again here today. Uh, Keefley winning. I'm I'm happy for Keefley to actually win, but the point blank still is that Karrion Cross is your NXT champion, and I just don't think that he should be losing period on Raw to – to anybody unless it's like another champion or somebody that's like supremely established and Keith Lee is not is not established. I mean, he literally just got brutalized by Bobby Lashley and was gone for, you know, however brutal- long that he was gone. He got brutalized by Karrion Cross too. <laughs> that too. There you go. I'm sorry. Like I just don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. And I just think that I just think that if the message wasn't sent before of, you know, NXT, I just feel like they're it's that it feels like another message to me this week. We've got a lot of people chiming in on this. Uh, Daniel R. says Lee versus Cross should be exciting, but it's not. Rob Reed says 50-50 Mania is running wild. I couldn't get into the match. I struggled. I struggled. And I, the Chicago crowd, there was a point where I could I noticed that they were trying to get into this match, like they were reacting. But for the most part, they just didn't care either. They didn't. And um, it just it just wasn't good. I mean, okay, the booking wasn't good. I like watching Karrion Cross suplex big dudes. I love it. I love the body press in the ring from Keith Lee. It's just they they make things so meaningless to the point to where you got T-Max saying, this Raw has finally broken me. I'm done. Um, 813 Car Guy says they're trying to cancel Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. I posted a tweet, Denise, that said, Vince McMahon doesn't produce stars and people raised hell. And they're like, Roman Reigns. He debuted nine years ago, fellas. I said, doesn't. <laughs> not, not, he didn't. didn't you, I didn't say he never did. He didn't. He doesn't. In fact, he brings people up and they get less over. And there are some, some exceptions. Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt. Where are they right now? Yeah, and even then, this to a certain extent, you can argue. And, and before anybody says to me, Becky Lynch, the fans forced that. They they love doing that thing where they're like, we'll just book somebody so bad until the fans have enough, and then they get them over. Like maybe Charlotte Flair is like one of the rare exceptions. Like she's better off now than she was in NXT, and they enhanced her, and they made her bulletproof. But um, you what, mate, says, how does Triple H feel about his champion losing? Ain't excited. Nobody in NXT is excited about it. El Fermentato. I don't know what that means. Is that what, what does that mean? El Fermentado. Fermentado. Yeah. I actually don't know. Sorry, wow. I'm not an expert. I failed. <laughs> he says. Uh, I need cross, that back down to developmental. Says Cross and Joe is a fatal four way with Hardy and Lee. Might as well be at this point. But we we got other people. 
Asking if we'll ever see a Paul Levesque as all elite graphic in the future. Nope, not at all. Uh, Draven says, saw Fiend Mask on YouTube in December. Started watching WWE again. Now he's gone. Haven't been entertained. There's no reason to stay for this trash. Buddy, you caught some of the worst Fiend stuff if you started in December. You need to go back and watch maybe like the first three months up until Hell in a Cell, then stop watching it. Worst final match, Malenko and WCW or Bray and WWE? I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about about Malenko and WCW. I'll have to go back and watch it. I'm sorry. But Fact Channel wants to know how long until Flair turns on Sting again. I, I imagine he'll end up with AEW doing like being in a video game, getting an action figure, that kind well, of stuff. Should. I mean, that seems fun. You know, do what you can. <laughs> JoJo's saying that Raw put her, put her to sleep. She fell asleep during the third hour, woke up and the show was done. Thank goodness, can they at least put some effort into it? That's all I asked, Denise. If wins and losses don't matter, then why why am I watching? Why am I watching the matches? Why do I care? I don't I don't even know anymore. I, it's not even just the effort. I think it's just making sense. That's all yeah. I that's that's all I want. It's just things to make sense. That's literally it. That's the bare minimum. That's the yeah. bare minimum. I shouldn't ha- feel like I have to tweet out a compliment to the company when something just makes sense. Uh, Norm says, Cross Lee exemplifies why the company is in trouble. History ignored and potential wasted. I feel for both guys. I feel for both guys, too. I know a lot of people want to dunk on Cross. Oh, and they are, Sean. I've been seeing so many tweets where people just do not. Like, a lot of people, they see it more as, like, we don't like Cross, so we don't care that he lost. But I'm like, all right, it's just the fact that he's the champion. But I do feel bad for Cross because I do think that he is a unique character. He is a unique guy. And I do think if he was presented the way that he was for a tad bit there, uh, I think he could get over with the crowd. But it's just not working right now. And I just feel feel bad because I kind of feel like he's in a position right now where, like, no matter what he does, does like nothing is like sticking yeah brandon says good news keith lee got a win a clean one at that bad news it was at carrying cross's expense who could care a lot less about cross versus joe now joe's winning that match we know he's winning that match there's no intrigue denise but if i'm samoa joe i would be pissed man i would be so upset because i'm like bro like we're putting so much effort into making this match a thing like we're we've been building it up on NXT and for the most part the build up has been great i mean i've been enjoying the story that they've been telling with Samoa Joe and Karen Cross you know for what it's been and you know, this is like their big match and for it to essentially kind of be like oh well that's your big match there but over here where things really matter like who cares we're just going to keep burying the champion and so if i'm Samoa Joe i'd be pissed Anakin doesn't want to see Rick and Andrade i don't really either Flim Flame Andrew says, let it play out, guys. It definitely won't be a waste of our time. That's why I've given up on that. I, I The let it play out people, no. WWE has given me a track record of it being bad. One of the only exceptions lately, I'm glad LA Knight won the million-dollar title when I didn't think it was a good idea because that's been very funny. Besides that, I haven't been in a lot of uh, situations like that. Brandon says, Remember years ago when Owens uh, was the NXT champion, beat John Cena clean, you know, when NXT meant something. What the hell happened? I think by 2022, it's going to resemble more of WWE ECW than it does NXT 2005 or 2015. That sucks. I want NXT to be cool again. I really do. Alicia asked what the point is of Cross coming up to the main roster while he's in an active feud with Joe. Feels like a way to diminish NXT. Yeah, it does. It seems like somebody is getting in the way intentionally just to do it, just to prove a point. And that's a weird counterproductive thing to do. Kevin says, wasn't it a couple of days Vince claimed he doesn't think AEW is competition like WCW was? That's going to come back and haunt him. I think so too. 
I think within a year, that'll come back to haunt him pretty, pretty badly, Denise. Yeah, um, I mean, I get why he said it. And I see his understanding from and I see his perspective from that. And like, I get not wanting to acknowledge your competition. I get it. So like, I mean, would I have said that? No, but I also get not wanting to acknowledge your competition. Oh, boy. Um, Ian says, I lied earlier. Omos debuting a Jamaican dance hall theme was my favorite moment of the night. Where were AJ and Randy and Richie? Or actually, it was uh, TNA for Life says Omos, Omos's new theme is a banger. It was good. Also, his selling looked like it improved a little bit. It did. He's in there working with one of the best workers in the world right now, Matt Riddle. I enjoyed this short match. Omos got the win. Riddle is Riddle's going to be a, a probably like a, a 60% win percentage guy. Uh, Randy, it, it's beyond their control. It's, it's, uh, he's sidelined right now. They were hoping he'd be back tonight. I don't know if he did a dark or anything like that, but, um, like I have no clue, but they were hoping he'd be back tonight. They're definitely hoping, if not tonight, they're hoping next week, but it's something they can't really control. I, I enjoyed this match. It was fine. Omos is showing improvement. This was a fun match. There was not a moment that I can say that sorely stuck out where I said, oh, Omos did horrible in this. There was not a moment like that during this match. Matt Riddle busted his butt to make him look even better. You know, he was a he, he reminded me of AJ Styles in there, like essentially, you know, doing his part in, you know, making the big guy look big. And that's what I got from this match. Helps that they're buddies. I mean, they, they were in the same recruiting class together. So, I mean, um, so, I, like, there was definitely shades of that in there. This was a highlight of of Raw for me, for sure. And the fact that Omos had to have seen all the criticism about his selling on online uh, may or may not have unfollowed me for it. I don't know. I don't know. But he followed you? And followed me. It's okay. Oh, I respect you, big man, because you oh, got, no. you're getting better. You're getting better, and I love it. Could be complacent. Doesn't matter. He's getting better, and I like it. Vincent says, only been watching wrestling since or, or regularly since the first AEW show. Couldn't care less about the legends. I respect them, but don't care. So why would I care about WWE? Nobody's booked heavy, strong, and protected. And that is that is a frustrating point. Uh, I don't know where AJ is, by the way, for those of you asking. Alicia says, is it bad I want Shayna to turn back into a badass and choke out Nikki to win the title? No, I wish she would have something like a switch flip as well. I, my hope is that when Becky comes back, Becky like dismisses her and she's like, what happened to you? Like you what happened? Person that no, not even that. <laughs> not even that. Just what happened to you? Like with this look of disgust on her face, like you're not even worth my time anymore. And then Shane is like, her up. Yeah, and Shane is like, all right, bitch, I'll show you who's worth your time. I like how you add the B word because they always, they always do. No, here's yeah. what they would do. They'd go, I'll show you who's worth your time, bitch. And everybody's supposed to go, oh, I've never heard the B word. TV 14 is back. <laughs> Blocka says, did they move the set closer to the ring because the arena wasn't sold out or to make it easier for Goldberg to get to the ring? That is so sad. It was sold out tonight. Uh, it, it was sold out. Alicia says, and we're still letting the Fiend story play out too. Some people will argue that, Denise. Some people will argue that this is a work. No, it ain't How? a work. It ain't a work, my friends. There are there? Oh, man. And that Alexa, oh, she's got the gimmick. She's got the gimmick. Some stupid punk says not to distract, but how about that United sellout? When you got a hot show, your shit sells out. 
It was very impressive, I thought. Very and impressive. We got uh, Thomas Garner saying, uh, this show is going to look worse when Rampage blows the roof off. Um, yeah, it is. The, the, the crowd the crowd changing, or the crowd noise. Well, the crowd did make noise for Mustafa Ali, Denise. Unfortunately, this was a rematch. It was a good rematch. I don't understand T-Bar's finish. Spinning before you do a boot. I don't understand it. Uh, physics don't work that way. But this was a situation that Vince McMahon just fetishizes like it's what he dreams of. Oh, let's embarrass the hometown boy. Oh, heat. You know what would get Mason T-Bar heat? They were booked well. If they were booked well without any redeeming qualities, not just because Denise, is next week's Raw crowd going to give a shit? No, they ain't in Chicago next Monday. So why not create a moment for Mustafa Ali or literally anybody? By the way, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor looked awesome. Mace and T-Bar looked awesome. T-Bar had a great sell or a great sell of that DDT. They're all really good. Oh, man. That's the thing is that I I mean, I get it. The whole I don't get it. I get why they did the whole hometown thing, but I don't get it at the exact same time. And it's just like I feel like they have something good here with these two guys. And I just wish that they would not 50 50 book them because uh, they just. They could do so much better. And I just know I have a feeling with what they're working towards with these guys and they got something there. And I like like the, their, the, you know, their personas and how they sort of clash with one another in like a fun way that's sort of lovable. I just don't get it. And like, I just like think to myself, like, do you remember like when obviously when, when Lance Archer won the IWGP US title in Texas and what a good moment that was? It's like, you don't have to bury the hometown people whatsoever. It, it just doesn't make sense to me like if you can get a pop and make the crowd happy for a bit especially given the fact that like the rest of the show is just like you know not that great might as well give them a highlight something but no he got it he had to be laid out and richie goodacre says ollie's hometown therefore he must lose i just i just don't get it man sean you would be buried in kentucky can you imagine how sad that would be i'd be buried in los angeles i would cry so uh my hometown is Maysville, Kentucky, which is just across the river from Ohio. But we would never run Kentucky towns with these local shitty indies that we would do because there's a lot of licensing you got to go through. You got to get a license to wrestle before you take a bump in training. So if you're training, you go to OVW your first day, you got to go get licensed. And when you do, you have the same rights as Randy Orton. Like it's the, the weirdest shit. It's a money grab. So we would just run Ohio towns. But we would heal the Ohio towns and tell them that Kentucky was better. So we would have people from two miles away from where I live saying, go back to Kentucky. Go back to Kentucky. (laughs) I told them we wouldn't have to do a benefit for their firehouse if they would stop blowing up meth labs all the time. That was a good one. That was that was a fun one. Sounds very dramatic. It was true, too. Brandon Campbell says, don't judge me, but I actually like WWE ECW. Those swagger Christian matches were everything to me. They had some very good stuff. But nobody watched it, relatively speaking. Don't come back and hit me with, in 2008, they did 2.3 million viewers, and AEW is only doing 1.1 right now. That's a little bit different than 2016, 2017, 2018, my friends. A little bit different there. Uh, You know what we didn't get a super chat about, Denise, at all? 
Damian Priest, John Morrison, The Miz, and Sheamus because nobody cared. They took one of the most effortlessly cool guys and made him somebody that nobody wants to talk about. His dialogue is getting better. He had some with Riddle. Um, I love that when Riddle said, I'm not alone out there. I've got Randy Orton. I got the voices in my head. And Damian Priest goes, I believe that. Like, I love that. That was a good one. And he got a new scooter. I actually like the back, the backstage interactions with Matt Riddle and Damian Priest. They have a really good chemistry because they both, you know, Damian Priest is just that cool guy. Then you have Matt Riddle while he's Matt Riddle. And so you kind of have those two, you know, those two personalities coming together. I thought they played off of each other very well. Uh, With that being said, I can't stand Miss TV. It is my. Sucks. It is the worst thing on the show. I'm sorry. I read, I, this is how bad. I rather watch rematches. I don't care of what than well, watch this one. TV. Lucky I'm sorry. You. I just well, can't, Sean. I can't stand it. It's my well, thing where I wish I could just walk out, but then I'm like, if something happens and I don't Denise, know what happened on the show, Denise, quit complaining because you got one. You got the fourth. Yeah, but I still had to sit and watch sure. Miss TV though, Sean. It was brutal. You got that the was my thing that I sent straight Damon. to hell. Let me talk. You got the fourth Damian Priest. Versus John Morrison match. And Damian Priest has won all of them. I'll say this. I'm glad Damian Priest has won all of them. John Morrison doesn't need to win any. But you know what? There doesn't need to be four of them. Two max. Two max. Let Damian Priest win those. And that's it. But oh, there's more. Sheamus comes out and attacks. And then Ricochet makes the save. And then Damian Priest pins John Morrison again. With a beautiful highlight of this being Ricochet getting slid across the mats outside into the like stairs. Slip and slide. That was amazing. That was really fun. I did like that. And I'm glad that Damian Priest was able to pick up two wins in one night. Good for him and all of that. But I hated everything else. Everything else leading up into this, I just could not stand it. I'm sorry. And I felt bad for Damian Priest when he was getting the CM Punk chance there because he was kind of like, I thought he reacted well, where he kind of just like let the crowd do them. And then once they cooled off, he like kind of picked it up. But you can tell that for a moment, he kind of was just like, oh. Well, it's happening, you know, uh, but this was just not good. It was not. I'm sorry. And Brandon Campbell says if they were going to do a tag match, what's the point of starting with Priest versus Morrison? I would have loved if like if there was something added to this, like just do a tag match, make it a 15 minute tag match. Don't do the singles match before. Add something to it. For the love of God, give me a reason to give a shit about why Priest and Sheamus, who are on opposite sides of the ring, are in there with each other. Why are they in there with each other? They're going to face each other at SummerSlam. Not everything has to be don't touch until SummerSlam. But my God, you just know we're going to see two more weeks of them being physical. That's oh, it. we are. We definitely are. Norm Summer says, how long was Miz TV? We could have had Keith Lee DiJack rematches this whole time. Too bad Vince doesn't watch NXT. Are they Nobody's- selling those drip sticks? They should be. You can just buy them they're, like Walmart. They're not selling Nikki Ash merch. They're not even summer, selling SummerSlam merch right now. I'm starting to think that they're just pushing it so that come SummerSlam when it's hot as hell in Las Vegas, people are buying drip sticks. That's what I feel this is going towards. Or else why have so much focus on this moist and all of this? And then the oh, I don't I don't even want to get it to it tomorrow. I'm done. Brandon Rosen says he seems he can't have a Damian Priest match without those reminders. I mean, he's supposed to be a guy that's so cool that Bad Bunny was like, yeah, I want to hang out with him. All right, cool. Let him be cool then. Let him be be the the cool guy he is. 
I don't mind the Bad Bunny reminders because that was actually yeah. something good that they did there with Damian Priest. It's just the kind of depressing because everybody knows what happened afterwards. Nothing. So that's kind of why it's a little bit bumming to hear the reminders. But if, if it helps him at some points, then I don't mind the reminders. Ian says, need a remix of uh, Ooh Baby, I Don't Like Raw when you get your voice back. Maybe I can do a duet with uh, Big E, but I don't think WWE would be happy about that. But we both got wonderful iterations of it. Uh, Alicia says, I don't even know who the mid-card champions are anymore. Now I realize Molina was my favorite part of John Morrison back in the day. Um, She was my favorite back then, too. Morrison was actually my third favorite part of that act. But now I would say that Morrison is probably my favorite part of that act. He has done really great. He's a fantastic worker now. I've turned the corner on John Morrison, whereas a few years ago, I didn't. I wasn't particularly high on his work, but also one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. Like he is an incredibly nice guy. I wanted to be Molina so bad, so so bad. Growing up, I was like, <laughs> I want to be Molina. I even tried changing my name to Molina. What? Not like my official name, like I would, because my middle name starts with an M, and don't so even, I changed it to Molina. Don't even want to ask you about trying to do the splits. Don't even. Oh, ask. I did them. And I did them good. I did the entrance all the time. I would practice it. I was young. I was, you know, I was a lot. I moved a lot better. Now I'm just like old and rusty, you know. I was in the dance. <gasps> what do you expect? Richie says, ex- expect the unexpected here on Raw Tag Team Match after the break. Yeah, I was expecting that. <laughs> they always do that. Um, hey, we've got the main event and the segment. What the hell? were they thinking about dropping Simone Biles' name in this promo? That is, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Um, Before, uh, Alicia Ellis says, Sean, you had that bad take about Starship Pain on Twitter that got you crucified. Uh, well, nail, you say? nail me to the old rugged cross again because that move hits about 10% of the time. Like when he does Starship Pain, when he okay, when he did it in TNA Impact, all that, it would very rarely actually hit the mark. I didn't like the move. He had so many other great moves, and like the one where his knees and his ankles and his legs would smash into the canvas, and he wouldn't make contact with his opponent. I was just like, come on. Yeah, I but, have to uh, agree with that. I don't know why you got crucified over that. I mean, I know why you got crucified, but I don't get it. You know, just dying for other people's sins, I guess. That's what I do. Um, We've got the Charlotte promo, like that desperate grasp for something that's newsworthy. And they brought up the Simone Biles thing. And it's like, come on, man. And It's been needed. I felt so bad for Charlotte, to be honest, because I could tell that she felt uncomfortable doing this promo. sure. And I, again, I love her as a performer, but if you got to say, I'm going somewhere with this, that's, that's probably not a good, not a good omen for what was written for you. Kevin Steet says, I'm going somewhere with this. Nikki attacks Flair with a chair from behind. You either die an almost superhero or live long enough to almost become the superhero. <laughs> Dear Lord. I love it. That's one of my favorite super chats ever. Uh, El Milkman says, good old Rusty Salcedo. <laughs> she's, not, she's not juicy. Now. No. Oh, man. I think people misconstrued what I was trying to say. I will say, this is what I want to see next. I want to see Morrison going after Reggie for the 24-7 title 
and them doing stunts. That would be cool. Yeah, um, I could see that working. As far as that Charlotte promo and Nikki attacking, I don't have a problem with Nikki attacking over the chair. I don't give a damn. It doesn't bother me at all. Sometimes good pe- good people do bad things. Sorry, I got the hiccups now. That's great. But what do well, you think I of could, the promo? I kind of felt, okay, so the promo itself, you can tell that Charlotte felt uncomfortable saying the whole Simone Biles lines, and it did throw her off because I think the, the whole crowd kind of had this like, ugh, moment. And she felt that like as a performer on there, she definitely felt that. And it was obvious because it kind of like threw her off a little bit. And then the whole part where she was like looking for the weapons and all of that, it was just, it was not good. It didn't it flow bad. well. I kind of I kind of felt bad because I kind of felt like she was falling apart out there. And it really was because of the way that the promo started like it didn't need that to actually be effective and charlotte flair is a fantastic promo i've loved all of her promos but this one definitely did not hit the mark and it just immediately i knew that people were going to give her crap for this and i know it because people already don't like charlotte uh so when she does so having her do something like this really didn't help her out whatsoever it didn't do her any favors and then also uh, the attack from Nikki Ash, uh, it didn't, given how long this promo was from Charlotte to lead up into this attack, it did not get the reaction that I think that they were hoping from the crowd. There my, was hardly no reaction. My reaction was, thank God the promo is over. Thank God the promo is over. Rob Reed says the Simone Biles line was Paige bringing up Reed levels of cringe. I don't know if it was that bad, but it was really bad. Um, I respect Simone Biles' uh her her ability and willingness to do what's best for her and uh therefore i think the best for her team i don't think they should have brought that up at all but we had a no dq match i thought the match was good it was fun charlotte beat the brakes off of nikki for most of this match then nikki picked up a win towards the end charlotte went through the table nikki uh hit hit a move and ended up winning we have some people that have some frustration about how it was done because it's like, oh my God, she did it. She did it. Ricardo says Nikki stealing one is a perfect example of WWE booking 101. To anybody surprised by WWE screwing everything up, stop being duped. And Richie Goodacre says a champion winning a match should never be seen as a miracle. I agree. I don't care how good the challenger is unless we're talking like challenger who was Goldberg level when he beat Hogan, then maybe, maybe, but Charlotte lost the title 13 times. That's what they've made Nikki Ash to be, though. I mean, Charlotte already cut that whole promo where she was saying, like, how could you be champion? Like, look at you. Look at the way that you're dressed. Look at the way that you act, et cetera, et cetera. So we, they already took away all that credibility from Nikki Ash. You know, they gave it to her. Then they took it away from her. And it seems like today they were trying to give it back to her because today what I got out of this match was they were trying to get Nikki Ash over at least for tonight with these spots of her. Essentially, they had a lot of really good spots throughout this match. You mentioned the spirit of the barricade, the power bomb on the table and all of that i felt all of that was definitely to help nikki ash get over with the crowd and you know she did get a nice reaction even afterwards but and they did do her poorly by treating her the way that they did having her lose her first uh not her first obviously not her first title defense but her first match after becoming champion denise this is not a good raw it made me it made me feel exhausted it made me feel tired it made me feel just like uh but you know what? I'm not going to wake up tomorrow feeling like, uh, because I'm going to go sleep on my Helix sleep mattress, Denise. 
I'm going to get a lot done on that mattress. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to get done on that mattress, but I'm going to get a lot done on that mattress. I don't want to know. I'm okay. That's fine. I'm going to get the best sleep of my life on that mattress. Everybody's unique. Helix knows that. So they have different mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm. There are some that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Real hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size folks. When I got my mattress during the pandemic, I didn't want to go to a mattress store and roll around where some sweat sweat hogs were, quite frankly. I didn't want to go across the river to Aberdeen, Ohio, and see all those people and the mattresses that were on there. So I sat here in my home in Kentucky. I took the Helix Sleep Quiz. I was matched with the Dusk Lux model because I wanted something that was in between soft and firm. And I used to be just a back sleeper, but now because of this mattress, I'm able to sleep on my side. So not only do I get the best night's sleep, it's a versatile night's sleep. I didn't even have that option before I switched to the Helix Sleep mattress. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. That mattress comes straight to your door. It's very easy to set up. It was so easy. You take the quiz. You order the mattress. comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't have to go to the mattress store. And right now, you get up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. They also sent me two of their pillows, which uh, come with that order. And I was like, hey, yo, we're promoting these pillows. I don't have one. Do you all mind sending me some? I've had a lot of trouble finding a pillow like for 10 years. I broke my neck. I cracked a vertebrae about 11 years ago. These pillows do the trick for me. So that's pretty awesome too. They're really versatile. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And that's not it, my friends. They're into furniture too. I got some great versatile furniture that you can like half put together to fit your room. You put the other half somewhere else. You can put it together. Allform.com slash Fightful. Go take a gander over there. Just type it in. It's a good time. Roxas Benitez. Sorry, can we give credit to Goldberg's son again? Because I was sitting here doing nothing. Mute. James says it's Vince booking 101. Cruelty is a positive trait that should be I celebrated. Had a good point. I was trying to make a point, Sean. I know I you were sitting there doing, doing nothing, nothing, twiddling my thumbs, and I was thinking a lot of what to do with my face. And so, you know what? I do have to give credit to Goldberg's son. Standing there doing nothing is hard. 80 Continue minutes on. into the show, Denise. James Boris says it's why so few WWE baby faces can get over. Yeah, that is that is Vince booking. He thinks that cruelty is something that is that is a positive thing. Um, Eric says, my first super chat, thanks for everything you guys do. Always enjoy your show. You guys are awesome. You're awesome, Eric. And I appreciate you so much for sending that. I appreciate jo- you too. JoJo says, Randy Orton really is the legend killer. Ric Flair gone. Mark Henry Christian now Bray Wyatt. I think there's even more than that. If you I was – Someone posted a tweet and like put all the images and they had to put like four images because there was just like so many. Yep. Uh, Roxas says, why are they trying to build up Nikki after she already won the title? She probably should have held the briefcase longer because that's what they love to do, Denise. They love to put the briefcase on somebody who isn't worthy or someone that they can just beat down and make you forget that they have the briefcase. But they haven't done that with women yet because only one woman has held the briefcase like longer than two days. 
I don't mind her the way that she cashed in the briefcase right away. I don't have a problem with that. I had a problem with everything that followed afterwards. That's what I had a problem with. They had a chance to do something there and they kind of buried her like I just mentioned a couple minutes ago. Uh, I didn't have a problem with everything else except for that. WWE Mark says Nikki wins the championship contenders match, but Charlotte is still in the, in the match. Genuinely don't understand what a championship contender match is. It's a, it's an excuse for them to apply something to make it seem like it's important without it actually being important. It means absolutely nothing. It's not a top contender match at all. TRR says Nikki pinned Charlotte with no help in the main event of a Nova Holds Bard match. I'll give credit where it's due. I love this. I would love this a lot more if they didn't 50-50 it, Denise. Same. I completely agree. I just I don't get the point anymore. Get people over. Stop doing the 50-50 booking. That's it. JJ says Nikki and Charlotte was far too violent. Can AEW call WWE sponsors to get a hack, a hack mainstream reporter to bash this match? Uh, there's going to be some more uh, sponsor drama this week from what I hear. Um, no, nothing as serious as that, but it, it'll it be interesting. Nerguru says, why do I care if the match is good? I've seen it a hundred times. Nikki can't beat anyone unless they knock them out first. Crap booking a horrible show. I liked this. I just think this match should have been the first match that they had that came to a definitive conclusion. Exactly. They did, they could have just gone straight to this match and they didn't have to name the fact that Charlotte Flair was already going to have her SummerSlam match. Uh, they just could have done two things differently and this would have been okay. Actually, make that three things differently. <sighs> the third thing, not having her loose, obviously. Guys, we have our last few Super Chats. Please leave us a thumbs up if you're here watching. I mean, I know these shows have gotten long, but you guys are here for them. So by God, we're doing them. Some stupid punk says Denise or Denise is a zoomer for saying doing nothing is hard. It uh, is. Dang. I, I challenge everybody to be on camera doing right. absolutely nothing and your mind will start to mess with you. Uh, appreciation for Denise and Goldberg's son. Thank Alicia you. Ellis says, didn't they call this a, a contenders match? I'm so confused. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry, Alicia. It just doesn't mean anything. I hate that. It just doesn't mean anything. That's sad. It sucks. Brandon Campbell says Melina Perez ran that division 2006, 2009, not praised enough. And she's still at it. She's still doing stuff with NWA. Good for her. Tony says there's no buzz around WWE. AEW has it all. That's true. And then we wrap up. Negan Mock says 2K22 is going to be a broken mess from all the removals and firings. And we can't blame 2K. Do you think Bray will get removed or maybe it's too late? So on CNBC today, or maybe it was MSNBC, they talked about Take-Two Interactive having some delays that weren't related to COVID. Um, that is 2K's parent company. So I reached out to 2K. They said that they didn't have any information to share at this time. I feel like if it was on schedule, they'd probably just tell me, but they don't have a definitive date for it. But yikes. Um, Denise, what do you got going on this week? I kind of have a lot going on. So first and foremost, I got all my shows. You guys can check those out. I post all of the links on Twitter, uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And then this Saturday, Sean, I am back to ring announcing and I'm nervous because it's been a long time due to COVID since I've ring announced. You're going to die, Denise. 
<laughs> Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Uh, so I'll be ring announcing at GCW, which is very exciting. And apparently it's going to be like the biggest show in LA in like, I think they post a SoCal Uncensored posted like since 2002 or something. And I was like, yeah, awesome. Cool. No pressure whatsoever. I'm just You'll more nervous because I haven't ring announced in over a year due to, again, the yeah, pandemic. So I'm like, okay, I hope I jump back into like my old natural role. So hopefully I do okay. And I don't get killed. A shock. Hopefully stay tuned. Um, you're going to do great at GCW. I was so excited to see that you're going to do really awesome. Maybe you're too wholesome for that crowd. I don't know. We'll no, see. If you you never saw me ring announce at suburban fight. That's the thing. A lot of Ooh. people see me and they think that I'm whole, like super wholesome. And I am, but here's the thing about me is that I'm very versatile. Okay. I'm very, very, I'm able to do a lot of things. I ain't no one trick pony here. You'd be well, surprised. Denise, uh, pulling all the wrestlers about their experiences as extras, as enhancement talents. I've talked to Big Swole. I've talked to Britt Baker, Gangrel, uh, all kinds of people. Jimmy Jacobs about a cruiserweight title match in WWE. Uh, and we are talking to Mike Bennett. And it, it ain't all positive stuff. He talks about how John Cena scared the hell out of him. Um, he talked about how about some of the worst advice he ever got. Uh, it is really fascinating. It's really good. We've got a new season of those launching. Uh, please check those out. And, of course, we're back here Wednesday with The List and your boy. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.